Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello. A warm welcome to this week's edition of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And as we record this program, we're two-thirds of the way through summer, but there's still a lot of hot weather in store, beach, pool, lounge, and outdoor sports days when a lot of our bodies will be on display. And a few weeks ago, we had a program about losing weight and keeping it off. So how are you doing? I know while on vacation and the kids are home from school, it's been pretty tough to keep up with your intended gym workout two or three times a week, and it's so often way too hot for strenuous outdoor activity, sometimes even for that leisurely walk in the park. And uh, then there are those picnics, backyard barbecues, state and county fairs, community festivals, and hot dogs at the ballpark. It's all too easy to splurge on unhealthy, high-calorie summertime meals and snacks that help us gain a few pounds here and there. Unfortunately, if you're like me, you may wind up at the end of summer weighing more than you did last May. But here's some good news. My guest, health and fitness guru, Adita Lang, is here to help you rock in your bathing suit, sleeveless tops, short skirts, or short shorts, without deprivation, a starvation diet, or nonstop workouts. And more importantly, she's here to change your entire outlook on health and fitness and on life in general. And when you think about it, a change in outlook is really the only way to avoid the infamous yo-yo weight loss phenomenon, take off the desired pounds, celebrate success by easing up and gain all those uh, with those old sedentary habits and unhealthy diets and you gain all the pounds back plus a few more. And before I introduce Adita, here's her qualifications. She's a 30-year fitness and wellness instructor who specializes in everything from biomechanics and resistance training to nutrition and mind-body serenity. She taught her first class at age 16 and taught classes and gave lectures to thousands of fitness professionals from the U.S. to Hong Kong, Spain, and beyond. And several years back, a car accident broke her vertebrae, and she broadened her focus to include health, wellness, nutrition, sleep, and recovery coaching as well. And she now emphasizes superpowers, a balanced combination of exercise, nutrition, sleep, relaxation, and happiness to make someone like you and me amazing. And she's author of the hot-selling 2018 book, Superpowers, uh, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness. And hello, Adita Lang, and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Hello. What a what a welcome. Thank you so much. Well, before we get started talking about your formula to a fit and healthy mind and body, here's an unusual question. Who is the most important person each one of us should get to know and why? Are you ready for this? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's us. It's me. For me, it's me. For you, it's you. It's ourselves. Because if we are not at our all-time best, how can we motivate and inspire others? That's and that's so one true. That I, yeah, I notice that with people all the time. And someone that is constantly doing things for others, I think, gets resentful and feels overwhelmed and <laughs> when they don't respect and really, and they also accept things that... Uh, they don't know themselves, they accept things they don't want to do and then feel resentful about it. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. And at the same time, too, I, I've met many people that are like, no, but I feel really good and I'm happy about what I'm doing. But my point to them is what if you could feel better if you actually focused on yourself first? Yeah, that's so true. Well, let's talk about you. Have you always been the wonderfully balanced, healthy uh, speaker, coach, business owner, boss, and mom that you are today, or was there a time when you were somewhat overwhelmed in service to others? And if not, what what if that was true, what event or series of events motivated you to change? I'd probably say the most impactful and probably the most recent, I would have to say, is when I got married and had kids. Oh, I see. Um, because that's where I truly lost myself, and I yeah. didn't feel good. And I'm like, there's something really wrong. Yeah. And I... I I call it the fog because it's like I feel like this everything is like a blur from that time. And when I wasn't feeling good is when all of a sudden one day I just sat there and I said, no, this has got to change because this is not how I normally have felt. And I don't like this feeling and I need to make a change. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Well, in your book, you remind each and every one of us that in today's 24-7 now society, we have two choices. And what are those two choices? Well, I mean, you know, the bottom line is we can either start taking care of ourselves um, or we can get kind of eaten alive by life, and we don't want to do that. So we want to really make sure that we are at our very best. But at the same time, too, taking care of yourself doesn't mean that you have to spend 10 hours a day doing it. It's little things that we can do throughout the day that can actually impact, you know, the amazement and wonder of our wonderful day. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh you, your book is titled Superpowers, and what is your definition of superpowers? And do only you women have superpowers inside? How about, how about us guys? Don't we also possess superpowers? <laughs> uh, yes, you guys do possess superpowers. I actually I, I wrote the book, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness, because it was what pulled me out of my funk oh. um, when all of a sudden I had all these you know responsibilities in my plate. But the reality is, is every single tip and trick that's in that book it also applies to men as well. Yeah. You know, the only difference I always see is that for the most part, women tend to multitask more so than men do. Yeah, but I other think than that, us men are very guilty of, uh, especially for our wives' work, of assuming that uh, we should be able to relax in the evening while our wife disciplines yep. the kids, cleans the house, takes the car in for service or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I yes. think that it's, it's it's great if you have a stay-at-home mom. Even then, you can overload her. But uh, if both of you work, obviously, you should share all the duties uh, equally. No, and absolutely. And, and here's the thing: is even a stay-at-home mom is working full time. Yeah, that's and, true. And and her full time doesn't end at five. It continues on throughout the night. It continues on in the middle of the night when a child is crying or has a fever. And so, you know, these are things that we all have to take. And, and into account and become aware of. Yeah, that's so true. 
Well, you tell ladies that every one of them, I guess men too, is blessed with superpowers and that these powers can have your back as long as you take care of them. But your superpowers are what uh, charges up your energy and your health. And since all of us possess them, why do so many of us feel maxed out and overwhelmed by all the responsibilities? Well, first off, let's let's discuss what superpowers are. So superpowers, for, for me, when I talk about health and superpowers, it is a balanced combination of your food and nutrition, exercise and movement, sleep and relaxation, and happiness. And if you can balance all four components, that is your superpower, and that is your energy center for, for life and health and happiness. So, you know, I try to, if, if you're just kind of looking at small tidbits for each, your food, for example, people don't recognize that sugar is not just sugar, it's sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol. And too much of that stuff is going to slow you down, put pounds on your body, and just make you feel foggy-headed. So ideally, you want zero to one of those per meal and snack. That way you start to minimize those sugars within your day. Yeah. Well, um, The other thing is drink. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, sorry. No, the other thing I was going to say was drinking lots of water. We tend to forget that water is very important because our body needs that water for full hydration, and that's how our brain and our body function. So that's important as well. Yeah, I think we are mostly water, (laughs) which most people don't realize, but... uh... Well, let's talk briefly about each of these four categories of ingredients and the superpowers. And in your fuel plan, uh, you emphasize the importance of looking at nutrients more than at calories, even on a stressful day. When shopping for groceries and preparing meals, is it difficult to identify food high in nutrition? Or uh, how do we uh, do that so that we load up on nutrition and not on calories is there a good way well the first and easiest thing is to get foods that are in their natural source so really minimize your processed food and eat more foods that are in their natural state like fruits and vegetables so fruits and vegetables are your first your first line of vitamins and minerals come from your fruits and vegetables so those are really important to incorporate in every single meal and snack yeah, your book contains an entire chapter in recipes. We don't have time to go into great detail, but can you give us a quick sample of one or two of your uh, recipe suggestions? I guess you just gave us one, lots of fruits and vegetables. But uh... Well, you know, and, and the thing is, is that you want to use your fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates, and that's for immediate energy. Your quality protein, I call it cruise control. So how long do you want that energy to be in your system for? And your quality fat is like a backup battery so that if you start running low on calories, you've got that little bit of fat left over so that it can make you finish the race if you wanted to or your day. So we want to make sure that every meal and snack has a balanced amount of your carbohydrates plus your proteins with a little bit of fat, and that's going to sustain your energy for a longer period of time. I see. So you have a a whole list of recipes contained in your book then, I guess. So. And and my recipes are really simple to do, and I did that intentionally because everybody's in such a rush. I'm meeting more and more people these days that don't cook as opposed to who do cook because in today's society, people tend to eat at home for a special occasion and eat out all the time. Or when I was growing up, we did it backwards. We ate at home every day, and we would go out for a special occasion. Yeah, isn't that true how it's kind of reversed? <laughs> I know mm-hmm. My wife and I have a tendency to eat out every day. It doesn't help lose weight either. No. <laughs> All unfortunately, the stuff they put in the 
food in those restaurants. Well, the restaurant's taste. job is to, is to tantalize your taste buds, and they're going to do that with whatever they need to. And that may or may not be helpful. The portions are ridiculously large in a lot of these restaurants, too. Correct. Especially the uh, you know the fast food, not the the gourmet stuff. But the, well, let's yep. turn to workouts. In your promotion, you inform that everyday activities can easily replace miserable workouts, and I love the sound of that. Can you please give us uh, some examples of activities we can substitute for uh, lifting weights or running on a treadmill at the gym? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You know, it was kind of funny because the American College of Sports Medicine came out not that long ago and said, look, you need 130 to 300 minutes of activity per week, and activity is anything that increases your heart rate and makes you sweat. So now house cleaning counts. Um, (laughs) Building things around the house, that counts too. Gardening counts. Um, I'm on vacation actually right now, and so I've been parking further away so that me and the kids have longer to walk. We're using the stairs wherever we can. I'll race my kids up the stairs. And so my workout is throughout the day and everything that we're doing on our vacation, as opposed to having to set time out to go to the gym, to do these things, right? I'm just incorporating it into our day. And I'm carrying heavy bags and I'm, you know, pushing things and and running and jumping and doing all this kind of stuff. And those are really the same things you're going to do in a gym. Yeah, that's so so true. And then... It's, you know, of course, there's nothing wrong with going to the gym if you really enjoy those workouts, but uh, you don't have to make them so strenuous that uh, they rob you of all your energy. Right. Oh, of course. And and the key is, is the more that we move our body, the more energized our body becomes. So if we can start incorporating some activities throughout our day, that only helps us in the long run. Yeah, well, the third element, you mentioned sleep, but in your book you all you have a section called Zen, which somewhat mystifies me. How in the world of multitasking responsibilities can anyone, women or men, take significant time out during the day for serenity? And does a brief moment of time out here and there clear the head? Does that really work to recharge your batteries? And what practical methods do you recommend so that uh, we don't... uh, that we can relax fully and bring us back to center and clear out our head during a hectic day. Well, there, well, there's there's two different avenues of it. So one is during our day, really resetting our mind. It's you know meditation has all sorts of different kind of definitions per se. But the bottom line is it's anything that can make you focus so intently that you can't think of something else. Yeah. So for example, I get that feeling when I do a coloring book. Oh. a very intricate coloring book. Um, I, I start focusing on which colors am I going to use and trying to stay within the lines. And so all of a sudden, I can't think of anything else, right? <laughs> I have a client of mine who does, she does intricate beading, and so that's her serenity. And you don't have to spend hours doing this kind of stuff. If you did it just for five minutes, it would actually, because you basically put all the other thoughts on hold, then when you come back to them, you come back to them with a mental reset and a clearer mind to be able to think differently, maybe even more creatively in whatever it is that you were doing. It's so, so important those things, overnight also to get all those thoughts out of your mind. I know I have some oh, nights I sleep like a log, and other nights I just can't put some thought to bed that's probably not even that significant. But <laughs> Well, when, when, when that happens to you, you should write it out. Get oh. it on paper. All of it. And the thing is about writing is that writing doesn't have to be, you know, correct grammar and, you know, full sentences. It can just be gibberish in a sense. But as long as you get all those words out of your head, you'll stop thinking about them. 
Well, in your book, your fourth superpower ingredient is happiness, and of course all of us want to be happy, but isn't this the result of rather than an ingredient for health and well-being? And how do you suggest that a listener creates his or her own happy place? It seems like, uh, you know, that that should be the result of uh, your other activities. I I don't know how you can force yourself to be happy, in other words. Well, it's it's not necessarily forcing yourself to be happy, but doing the things that really give you true joy. So, for example, for me, I love having a cup of tea with friends. And I have been known to call up a friend at the last minute and literally have 10 minutes to have a cup of tea with a friend. But just that moment of a few giggles and a timeout, brings joy to my day on the same breath you know helping somebody out helping someone do something there's you know there's certain things that we all have inside of us that we know makes us happy and so if we would try to bring that into each day that's going to help brighten our day as well yeah i see what you're saying there that's uh, so happiness you don't just try to make yourself happy you do something that you know you like to do and it's so crucial that uh, you orient your life toward helping others to some degree because nobody can live really happily when they just concentrate on themselves. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, as you point out, it's important we don't perform a short-term diet and fitness regimen only to lapse back into our former sedentary and poor uh, diet habit ways. Uh, In your book, the concluding chapter is an eight-week superpower game plan for living. Can you briefly describe what this game plan contains? Is this something readers can easily fit into their busy work days without causing major disruption or creating a scene at home or on the job? Uh, What is this eight-week game plan you talk about? Again, the way I wrote the book, and 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 once your your reader your listeners are are looking at the book, the book is done very fun. There's fun worksheets to fill out. It's too, it's a very easy read, and I did all of that intentionally because we all have crazy lives, and yeah. I want something <clears throat> to fit smoothly into someone's day. So the eight week plan has basic things like focus this week on just drinking eight glasses of water a day, <laughs> and and trying to bring that in. So so it's just really simple, short tasks that you can slowly fit into your day. Like, okay, you know what? This week you're going to do 10 crunches every day, and that's all you're going to do. And so you can fit these things easily into your day. They're not going to disrupt your day, but they're going to start putting you and placing you in that path of of wellness. Oh, that sounds great. Where's the best place to, uh, first of all, how is your book organized? Does it contain uh, practical suggestions that readers can employ? to develop their own superpowers. How does that work? Absolutely. No, that the book is basically filled with tips and tricks to make oh. your life easy and okay. to bring health and wellness in without it, again, you know, creating chaos in your day. We want things to slide in seamlessly, and so that's what I've done in the book. Yeah, you can those find are the me. kind of books that are worth reading are the ones that actually contain things to do rather than just uh, contemplate and move on. Oh yeah, and and I and I you know I've read I've read so many of these health and wellness books, and they're full of research and they're full of all this stuff, but they're not really practical to somebody's crazy day. So yeah. I wanted this to be something simple. Yeah, well, where's the best place for a listener to go to preview and purchase your book, Superpowers? Well, superpowerblueprint.com is the easiest place, but you can find all of that on my website, which is aditalang.com, A-D-I-T-A-L-A-N-G.com. 
Okay, no, that's uh, easy enough to find. And I see from your website that you also offer a workout combo special, a digital book bundled with six streaming in-home workout videos. Is that still available? That sounds like that is still available. Again, trying to make things, make life easy for everybody. So that even has an app so that you have it on your phone. And if you're traveling, all the workouts are done without equipment and they, they're done in small spaces so that you can do them actually anywhere. And you also do life coaching and public speaking for on a variety of health and fitness topics and uh, happy living topics. Uh, where, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you that uh, – are looking for a speaker or a coach. Oh, my God, yes, please. Info at aditalang.com. Again, it's A-D-I-T-A-L-A-N-G.com. Yeah, that's simple enough. Well, to conclude, in concluding this segment, I'll quote from Adita Lang's promotion. She assures you that her advice is so doable that even the most ridiculously busy woman or man can eliminate guilt wasted time working out, or I might add, abandoning exercise altogether in disgust, and find inspiration to stay healthy and fit. And ladies and gentlemen, you'll never know if you do indeed have these superpowers inside until you seek them out, and I highly recommend you preview and purchase Adita's new book, Superpowers, and thank you so much, Adita Lang, for your inspiration, and best of success in all that you do. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Well, this next segment is intended for those of you who own your own home and are retired or nearing retirement age, perhaps contemplating your residence options going forward. And it's also intended for those who have an elderly parent or parents who still own and reside in their own home, but given their age, mobility, and finances, home ownership no longer may be the best option for them. And although home sales were sluggish in the second quarter of 2019, the overhaul real estate market remains hot. Can you believe home prices in the San Francisco Bay Area, L.A., and Seattle have roughly doubled over the past seven years? I don't think I can afford a two-bedroom bungalow in those towns. The bad news, according to an article in the January or July 24, 2019 Wall Street Journal, Some economists foresee a prolonged slump in real estate on the horizon. So is your present home sweet home the best place for you to retire? My next guest, experienced financial advisor, Dr. Penelope Sugros, is here to help you answer that question, stay or go. Penelope says that depends, but first you need to uh, consider a whole variety of factors. And Penelope is here to reveal some of the most critical questions to ask before listing your home for sale or or completing the transaction. In fact, she's published a book on the subject titled Home Sweet Home, How to Decide Whether You Should Stay or Move in Retirement. And here's Penelope uh, Sugros' biography. She's a Ph.D. chartered financial consultant and CLU, that's Chartered Life Underwriter, She's a registered financial advisor and a sought-after public speaker who specializes in planning retirement finances. A former college professor, she uh, founded her advisory firm, Wealthy Choices, back in the year 2000. She's a five-star award winner based upon 10 objective criteria associated with quality service to clients. 
a seasoned media pro. She's hosted a Boston TV show, Money Matters, as well as a radio show that aired for seven years. And she's author of two other recent books, Wealthy Choices and Long-Term Care Insurance. And hello, Penelope, uh, Penelope Sugrosa. We're proud to have you on uh, Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Thank you so much, Roy. I appreciate that. Well, to begin the process of deciding if it's time to divorce your home, you suggest we ask uh, whether our house passes the S-U-M test. What are the three letters stand for? What do they stand for? And how do we conduct this test? Yes, it is S as in safety, U as in utility, and M as in maintenance. And that test is a way of understanding whether you can stay in the house. So is the house fitted out properly for safety? For instance, an easy one is the bathroom. Uh, The tub or the shower is a slippery, slidey place. And the question is, have you put up the proper kind of grab bars so that you can manage that. That's a very simple one that may only cost a couple of hundred dollars to fix. Then we have things like uh, use. Well, Margaret comes down the stairs one morning and is fixing breakfast and she says to herself, oops, I forgot the package upstairs that I was going to send to my nephew for his birthday. Now, Margaret doesn't go jumping up the stairs again. So the question is why? What happened? So usefulness of the stairs, because maybe her body is uh, feeling her years, um, that usefulness may not be there. So we have to understand the house in terms of are we using it in a way that's good. Yeah, we have uh, two, two, three veterans upstairs that uh, have become storage areas because our kids long, long ago moved out. So that, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. part of the issue also that... Uh, there's a lot of wasted space in it. but uh. Yeah, and that brings us to the maintenance issue because you're heating or cooling, Roy, those empty rooms that are storage rooms. That's and right. if you really needed the stuff, would you be better off with a storage cabinet, uh, one of those other places, and move to something that was less space to heat and cool and taxes? Well, you also tell us that net profit isn't the most important consideration in selling your home, no matter what your age. In this case, what is the most important consideration? Whether you're going to run out of money during retirement. Yeah. (laughs) I I see you appreciate that one. (laughs) No, that's clearly a a most important consideration. uh, Obviously, as you point out, the if you sell the house, the next question is where are you going to live as an alternative and uh, Mm -hmm. does that fit your lifestyle better than the place you live now and uh, how much will it cost (laughs) for the new house or the the retirement apartment or maybe retirement village or whatever it might be. Right. And what are the other things that you need to concern yourself about? Because when you're thinking about whether your money is going to hold up, you need to take into account the fact that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services tells us that 70%, 70% of those over 65 will need some sort of long-term care. And 40% will need a nursing home. So do you have that in your budget to pay for those things? Yeah, that's that's something that you have a whole different book on that that we don't have time to talk about today. But that's obviously a major issue. What are some of the most critical questions to ask yourself 
and others before you make the transaction to sell your house? The first thing you want to do to see if you can stay in the house, in addition to the uh, safety, use, and maintenance questions, is to think about what does the house really cost you? And you know what, Roy? I find that many people just don't know the total cost. They know the real estate taxes. They know the utility bill. But they don't think about, oh, yeah, the gutters have to be cleaned. The house has to be painted. They don't have a total cost. If you don't know a total cost, then how do you know if your money's going to be able to cover it? That's so true. So that's a major one that you have to answer. What does it cost you to maintain the house in total? And then the second is, what does it cost you to run your life? People will tell me, again, the big bills, but they won't tell me all of the things that they enjoy and they would like to keep doing throughout their retirement. Yeah, how are you you planning to change your lifestyle now that you're retiring? I mean, you may want uh to travel more and you need more more money for that. And uh, there are other things, of course, that health issue and uh, long-term care issues are are a whole different ballgame, but uh, be prepared for them. And And then the third of those big money questions is, okay, so you've got some money put aside. We call that the portfolio, and I know some people think that's a very grand term, but the point is the money that you've put aside for retirement, what can it do for you, Roy? Is there enough income coming out of it? Could you re- change the portfolio so you can make more income come out of it? People really had to look at that because we just talked about the expense of your lifestyle and the expense of the house. Can the portfolio keep up with it? Yeah, it's all, it's, it seems complex, but it's all pretty simple. At the end yep. of the month, do you have enough money to come in to pay the bills <laughs> for <laughs> right. that month? And if not, right. you've got to do something. But <laughs> right. And then, of course, it's the, the ongoing question of inflation, that, yeah, you're paying the bills this year. How about next year when the real estate taxes go up? Yeah, that's inflation is another thing. That, uh, mm. And that's what really bugs me in, in my case at the these assessors assess the value of all the homes in your area and say your house went up 7% or 10% or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have no control over that. At least you can vote on uh, you know, putting the city council in and people that raise your uh, tax rates, but you have no real control over these assessors that come in and yep. tell you your house is worth more. And then what do you have to do as a result? How does it become a burden to you? You have to pay more taxes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and you say you you're say, okay so long as your house isn't appreciating more than others in the neighborhood. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about that. Yeah, but you still have to pay the increase. So uh, yeah, what does that do for you? Yeah, not yeah. so good. Will you correctly uh, point out that the key to making right decisions on selling your house and other aspects of retirement is having a game plan? We don't have time to go into great detail. I think you've touched on some of it, but what are uh, some of the general guidelines on what a game plan should look like, and how do we get started on formulating one? There's many questions, as you know, Roy, in the book, but what you just asked were excellent summaries to be able to look at the money and then say to yourself, can I stay here also physically? Is the house good for me? Is it socially good? Has too much of the neighborhood changed? So there's no one to have a coffee with or a beer with. There's nobody yeah. around that's familiar. That's so you so start true. looking Maybe at... Maybe all the contemporaries, you know, in, in the neighborhood mm. have moved out and... Uh... Mm. 
you really can be isolated if a bunch of young families or people that uh, don't have a lot in common with you move in, and uh, you could become quite isolated. Or maybe, uh, you know, some of the church or some of the other activities that uh, you used to go to is now too far away or whatever, to, so you don't have a good social network around you anymore. Right. And if you can't drive... Is that house still a good place? Are the oh, things yeah. you want in walking distance? Because we know that macular degeneration is a terrible thing, and it can take away your driving ability. Yes, that's true. So then what do you do? Well, let's so talk what, about your acclaimed uh, book, Your Home Sweet Home. I understand from the book's description that it's not intended to just be read cover to cover and uh, put aside. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the uh, analytical tools, worksheets, and uh, the decision guide that you have in the book? That uh, you know, the, I guess a reader has to do quite a bit, or should do a, quite a bit of work to get the most out of your book. Thank you for saying that. I agree that it really is meant to handhold someone and walk them through all these major questions that you've been so uh, careful to bring up. I appreciate the fact that you really paid attention to what I was trying to get at. Thank you. So I agree, yes. If you answer those questions, then you won't be so puzzled or worried about your decision because you'll have a real backup. And if you're doing it for yourself, you'll feel more certain about your decision. If you're helping mom, dad, aunt Mary, uncle Jake do it, you'll be able to help them see there is a clear choice to make and it doesn't feel so overwhelming because you've broken it down piece by piece into the financial pieces, the physical pieces, the social pieces, the emotional ones. So all of those are are charts and questions asked throughout the book to help you feel confident as you get to the end of the book that you're making the decision that is right for your life. Yeah, I think well, one thing I saw, you have a chart that uh, serves up questions and allow readers to circle, stay, or move. <laughs> that sounds like a, a great test that you could take and uh, see what comes up uh, as dominant. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You could, you could just go to the end of the book in that chart, and you may already have a clear uh, answer by virtue of which one does you circle. You're right about that. Well, and hopefully they'll you. read the book first. They won't just go to the chart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. That's sort of the cliff note version. <laughs> well, where is the best place for listeners to go to preview and purchase your book, Your Home Sweet Home? If they go to Amazon, it is available there. If they go to their local bookstore, the bookstore can offer it because it's also available through Ingram. So the bookstore can order it. Uh, libraries may have it or can can buy it for you, and definitely Amazon has it available. Well, I also Thank you found it on BarnesandNoble.com. So they can oh, yes, of course. Good, good, good. Okay, I'm glad you did. Well, you specialize in offering financial advice on uh, maintaining desired lifestyle throughout retirement, as you put it, to thrive, not to retire. Do you accept clients from all around the country, and and what's the best way to get in contact with you as as an advisor? Yes, thank you. Um, I am uh, registered and securities are and advisory services are through LPL Financial, which is a member of FINRA SIPC. And unusually, I am licensed in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. I'm registered in all 50 states. So if they just go to my website, wealthychoices.com, or if they give me a call at 
781-893-0909, extension 238. Those are ways that they can reach me. I'd be delighted to talk with them. Just to field a few initial questions and see if there's something I can do to be helpful. Well, that's great. Uh, in, in conclusion, for those of you contemplating retirement now or perhaps within the next five or ten years, my guest, Dr. Penelope Sugras, offers this alert. Entering retirement is a lot like entering your teens without the acne. <laughs> what do the two life periods have in common? And she says uncertainty, vulnerability, and changing identity. And that's certainly true. And obviously one of the uncertainties to consider is whether or not to remain in your present home, however great it's been in the past, and you raised their kids there or whatever, it still may not be the best place to uh, live given all your retirement choices and options and will it still be the best place for you in five years and we all have to uh, assume when we retire that uh, you know there are health issues and other things that come up and these questions can be overwhelming but my guest Penelope Sugros has written a highly unique book that will help you address the issue realistically not just emotionally and I highly recommend you preview and purchase her book, Your Home Sweet Home, because don't try to make the decision all on your own. And thank you so much, Dr. Penelope, for all that you do, and best of success on the sale of all of your books and on your Wealthy Choices financial advisory practice. Thank you very much, Roy Richards. It's a pleasure to hear somebody speak so concisely and have really deep gotten into the book and into the message. Thank you for promoting that. And thank you to all our listeners for uh, tuning in. Tune in again next week when we talk about all the reasons why middle age can be your best age. Bye for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.